You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. Alright, for this episode, uh, we'll be talking about the Beach Boys, the Beach Boys Today. In the room, I have Rob Hello. and Adam. Hey. The Beach Boys Today is the eighth studio album by the American rock group The Beach Boys, released on March 8th, 1965, Capitol Records. It was produced by Brian Wilson, and the genre was orchestrated rock, or pop. Uh, after completing their final statement on the beach theme music with All Summer Long in 1964, Brian Wilson had a nervous breakdown while on a flight and resigned from touring with the group to focus solely on writing and producing. He began using marijuana and LSD, which he said had a profound effects on the way he perceived and composed music. The Beach Boys today signaled a departure from previous albums through Wilson's increasingly sophisticated or- orchestral approach and the abandonment of themes related to surfing, cars, and teenage love. The tracks on Side one feature an up-tempo sound that contrasts with side two, which consists mostly of ballads. With instrumentation that includes accordions, harpsichords, French horn, tack pianos, mandolins, and sleigh bells, the album showcases adventurous and distinct arrangements, multi-layered wall-of-sound productions, and personal subject matter that would foreshadow future albums such as Pet Sounds the next year. Today established the Beach Boys as album artists rather than just a singles band. The album peaked at number four on the U.S. record charts during a 50-week chart stay and was preceded by top 10 singles, When I Grow Up to Be a Man, and Dance, 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 along with Do You Want to Dance, which reached number 12. All right, what did we think of the Beach Boys today? Um, I love it. Love it. <laughs> it, it you can't, like... I don't know. I, I, I'm pretty sure that Brian Wilson was super into Phil Spector's production work by this oh, point. Yeah. It's just like... The first oh. thing I noticed, yeah, when we put this record on was, damn, that is a beefy sounding record. <laughs> Holy it's shit, like, that's a lot of beef. It is but, a lot. That's, I mean, there's the beef. Uh-huh. <laughs> found it. Yeah. It's not, but it doesn't have that bass sound, you know, it's, it's more the high, it's, it's the mid, thick. yeah, but it's real thick. Yeah, and that's the thing is like, we actually thought that our speaker system, so some of these songs have been like remastered, or we have like the old vinyl of it before they uh, have done any sort of like remastering on it, but we realized that a lot of these versions sounded really different uh, than the way we're used to hearing them from listening to the Beach Boys our whole lives, and uh we thought that maybe there's something wrong with our speaker system, so I'm like checking the wires and like, and we're like, no, this just record is thick. 
And I'm hearing it now. It's so interesting. Like, as we listen to it, uh, it's very interesting to hear that. It's like, oh, it wasn't my system. They just made it, like, it's very... uh, Orchestrated. Yeah. Yeah. Like, for example, like, the... um, the contrast between the treble and the bass and and then the filled out middle range is is dramatic and mm-hmm. I, I don't think we've heard a record that sounded sonically quite like this yet no uh, and i was this at the point where Brian Wilson was doing four track recordings with his voice solo would go into the guys like hey this is what i want to do and I, then burn the thing so like they couldn't use that for the record uh, I don't know if he's burning yet. <laughs> uh, well, I guess like, we w- we would have heard that's that is a while. I haven't heard that, but I mean, I know it he's might a, be a rumor I just made up, but it <laughs> definitely was in my brain. So who knows when he that was, got implanted? This is when he started uh, getting getting weird with it. Oh yeah, you know, I guess I wasn't here for the week that you guys did the Phil Spector Christmas record, yeah. which I'm very familiar with. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, that you know that wall of sound. I agree that this. This sounds like the Beach Boys uh, took a hint from that. Yeah, and he was he was uh, actually involved a little bit in that uh, Phil Spector Christmas, and he worked with the Wrecking Crew yeah. for Pet Sounds, and yeah. you know. Uh, he, oh yeah, well, yeah. That was a uh, the the band on this one became the Wrecking Crew. Yeah, like yeah, they, that was the the orchestral or whatever like band that came in to like do all this shit was eventually That's... became the Wrecking Crew themselves. The song Help Me Rhonda is so strange. What the fuck is happening with <laughs> so the fades the, up and down? The slowest moving uh, what, Wurlitzer? Is or, it really? That's what I like to think. Just, <laughs> that just, just spinning around. around like it's this. It's a whole <laughs> mix, fade down, then fade back up. It yeah. Is, it literally sounds like somebody has put their finger on... The, oh, it's someone on the mixing board just pulling it down and pushing it back up. And then putting it back up. It is, I've never, like, and I forgot that they did that until I listened to it this time around. And that is the craziest choice yeah. that only Brian Wilson could have gotten away with. Yeah, yeah, I think he, he just wanted something completely different. And you. it's almost like a fake fade out. You think it's going to fade exactly, out, you think that's, and then it comes back. But it's so drastic when he's going up and down, it's like, a couple seconds, and then it goes back up. It a couple is seconds down. Couple shocking seconds. to the ears. Like, yeah. And, uh, and I, I can't say that I hate it. Yeah. Like, I, it's just like nobody does that. That's actually in my notes. I was going to ask how you guys felt about the, the <laughs> fake fade-outs on yeah. Help Me Run. I was going to bring it up, too, and then it, we happened to be listening to it anyway. But, like, how do I feel about it? It's so bizarre the fact that somebody would do that, like being in the studio and just deciding to basically just play with the master volume is such a crazy idea. And like before the song is done, like we typically have fade ups, fade outs, and then occasionally you can do like a mastering adjustment where it's like, uh, oh, I really wanted to explode at this point or really go down for a dynamic shift. Yeah. But you would never do it where there's hanging notes. Yeah. Like, and help me, Rhonda, there are hanging notes.
done that much acid or <laughs> smoked that much weed in my days, but I know for a fact that when they say that Brian Wilson was starting to experiment with uh, popping yeah. LSD at this point, that is a drastic understatement of what that motherfucker was doing. And he quit. Basically, he said to the, the Beach Boys, like, right after his brain went crazy on the plane, he's like, I don't want to tour anymore. I just want to concentrate on making records and producing these records. And this one, I think, started in June of 64 and ended somewhere in uh, January. And for the most part, that was him just by himself at, at certain points. So things like, help me, Rhonda. No. Help me, help doctor. Me, yeah. <laughs> it was originally help me, doctor. Uh, no. um, you know, that, I mean, we're, we're, we're 10 years out from him, like yeah. 300 pounds sitting, on, sitting at a grand piano in like a kiddie pool full of sand eating salad with cigarette butts in it. Like he's... This is the beginning of his uh, his spiral into madness. Um, yeah. But that said, this record sounds wonderful. And I really it, like and it. And honestly, I don't think that you could like take this record and Pet Sounds and really break them apart too far because you can absolutely hear what's coming next. I think though, I mean, if we're gonna talk about Pet Sounds, this is this and is I a think bit, that, it's a transition. It's a transition. I totally agree. This, this is the. This is the introduction, and the more complete idea is is a uh, pet sound. Agreed, but like, I completely agree with you. But the the thing is, what is it, the eighth record or something? Like, I yep. mean, they've been yes. around, yeah. And that beach, they get around that here. beach sound, around round. But uh, but uh, they they made a great sound out of that beach thing. They did a really good job with it, and the fact that uh, this you know far into their career, eight albums that this started germinating and working, even with a madman at the helm, the fact that it worked and it sounds so good and it sounds interesting, but also stays true to their old sound. This record is kind of cool to have that little bridge. That bridge. Yeah. And it, I think I like that. You know, I, I don't know that I'd ever just sat down and listened to this record. It's usually that you hear the songs later. When, you, when you're our age, you hear a lot of this stuff Later through radio compilations, yeah. uh, best ofs. Also, hearing these songs on the radio is definitely different than listening oh, with yeah. headphones or in a speaker. Much different. You know, like at, at your home speaker. Because yeah. the radio is the putting the, the compression and that sort of thing. So you definitely want to... The, the way he he's presenting it is, there, there is completely different. Absolutely bananas orchestration like yeah. ideas that, that have been thrown into this. And I... I love it. Yeah, yeah. I, th I think it just sounds fantastic, yeah. and and even like a, a song like "Help Me Rhonda" with that crazy ass fucking fade in, fade out. That was still like you know number four on Billboard's like pop charts <laughs> in '65. Like this insanity was like the the youth were like it was okay, working. Yeah, yeah they're like okay, thing. yeah. Uh, the thing that comes to mind when you mention "Help Me Rhonda," just that mix again. I just wish I could see his eyes as he's making that choice. I just want to see it. I want to look him in the eyes when he's making that choice. Just like, you know, this insane bloodshot, just like, this is how it's happening. <laughs> you know, and like everybody else in the room being like, okay, Brian. <laughs> but, you know, but didn't, you know, did it hurt the record? Did no. it hurt the single? Probably not, you know. Yeah. I mean, my preferred Beach Boys is still, you know, Stamos and Mike Love. <laughs> oh, boy. So, you know, I, I hope that we get some Kokomo a little bit later on uh, in, no. this, in this action. I hope that so, the, 
I did look up <laughs> what Beach Boys we have coming I like up. Come up um, I love which. Come which up. would you guess, other than Pet Sounds? What, what would you guess would be in this book? Good vibrations. Was that no. not a Surfs Up? Surfs yeah, yeah. Surfs Up is in this book. They didn't put Holland in there, which okay. I really like. Holland Grady as well. Uh, we're big, pretty big fans of Holland just because it's it. it it's weird. It's, it's, it's very pop sensibility. Okay. It's, it's other, interesting. Are there any other Brian Wilson records in this one, like Smile or anything? Smile or? I does, yeah. I think Smile makes an appearance, obviously, a lot later on. I was going to ask you guys, too, how you felt about the, the sort of, like, lyrical content, because I kind of hate... When I grow up to be a man, <laughs> so it is like one of the most ridiculous songs. It, it, I completely agree with you, but I love it for that reason. It, it's, it's just like—is it that one where at the very end they're counting upwards, like twenty-four? Yes, yes. it's kind of sad. Yeah, <laughs> I think it is such. Like, there's n- there's no way they're not like self-aware that that song is ridiculous. I think so too. I I done some reading too that said Brian Wilson kind of had a a problem with his you know his father and a little bit of a dad issue there. And, and his dad was the manager exactly, for this band, and exactly. he was kicked out once they started recording this record. Yeah, because right he wouldn't say, out. you know, I'm t- I'm through being a, a kid. I I need yeah. you know I'm I'm gonna be an adult. How old were they when this came out? Do we have any? 45. <laughs> well, honestly, that's like, if we're going to talk about the song, When I Grew Up to Be a Man. Oh, uh, yeah, they, they were all shaving. What year? For <laughs> years. Will I dig the same things that turned me on as a kid? Will I look back and say that I wish I hadn't done what I did? I found it interesting that I had never really thought about it, put it together, but the second side is these ballads. Um, oh my God, he was only 23, and this is their eighth album? <laughs> yeah, they started pretty young. Jeez. They were, they were literally beach boys. Babies. <laughs> beach, babies. beach babies. I don't think I had connected the age that... So wait, they, it says they started in 61, and this is their eighth album? Yeah, two albums a year, right? That's Sorry, I'm just like yeah. No wonder he started losing it. Yeah, <laughs> oh, shit. That's just, a, all the touring. I mean, this is the first. This is one of the first albums he said that you got to like kind of like sit down, really think about, put it to uh, to yeah, print. Just, yeah. Wow. I'm sorry. I'm just like that is so stunning to me. Just the yeah be, being put through the ringer like that. So hits on here. Do you want to dance? I would say "Help Me, Rhonda" in "Dance, Dance, Dance." Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. you hear on the radio all the yeah. all the and time. Yeah, covered. Uh, yeah, like "Do You Want to Dance?" Obviously has like punk covers. And, yeah. You know. Um, but yeah, some of those. Please don't hurt my little sister. When I grew up to be a man, I I found a little jarring just because they were. It, it seemed like they were transitioning into a different place, and those kind of like those are detractors for me. 
it along with bit was a bull session with Big Daddy, which what is what was going on there. Uh, just talking about lunch. That's yeah. all they're doing. I they uh, they bring in the lunch and then they talk <laughs> about it and they put it on the album. I thought that was who knows such a such an odd choice as well. <laughs> but um, but I, you know I agree that the songs that you're talking about are like uh, goofy, but I, I find them as like. Uh, anachronisms yeah. for the time where it's like even the bull daddy like i mean they were such a celebrated group uh you know and young people love them so much it's like just the idea to get a taste of them just talking and being off the cuff yeah it's a bit of a like a slice of reality tv kind of vibe uh yeah. for these superstars that are you know just you know they've only been active for two years at this point yeah and uh, people just want a little taste of who they are, and it's uh, they're just some funny guys. It's like you know when you go when you watch Help or something, or or a Hard Day's Night more specifically. Yeah. And you just see like here's a bunch of goofballs, young guys having fun. Yeah. It's like there's something about that that like people really like to see um, when they're into something. So I, yeah. I wondered if this some of those sillier songs kind of have that appeal. Yeah, and you're right. Pet Sounds was released only just over a year after this. So this is, a lot of people say this is kind of their, you know, bridge, like you were saying before. Um, yeah. Which makes sense. Right. Yeah, and I I had never, like, sat down and listened to the side two, but some of these are are pretty incredible. Like, the just, I mean, I'm not a huge ballads guy by any stretch, but... The, the pop the sort of like pop sensibility and their vocals the vocals are so, so tight on this record Pretty and they always amazing. are but for yeah. these guys but yeah the uh we were you were talking about like how many albums had come out beforehand and when they started uh completely uh besides the point uh that got me thinking of the Jackson 5 mm. um and what his their father put them through yeah yeah and uh yeah from 69 to uh 70 no yeah let's just go 69 to 74 or 76 that'd be the studio albums with Motown that's 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 10 11 12 13 14 15 fucking albums because of a, a crazy father like pushing so, Jeez. yeah, I mean, uh, daddy issues and weird fucking psychological trauma with musical geniuses. Living God, living through your kids. Oh, no shit. Oh. Jesus Christ. Some uh, dark shit, guys. Yeah. 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 Um, it's, about, it's, a, it's about to get a whole lot darker in Brian's world. Mm. Although, <laughs> I mean, I think everybody says, I mean, he's a... He's kind of a recording genius, mm-hmm. kind of a kind of, or, I mean. <laughs> or orchestrating the way that he put those together like Phil Spector. He put those every piece fit into that puzzle of a of a pop song. Uh, yeah, I mean genius is is a word that I don't feel like I use that much, but like Brian Wilson is definitely a genius. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean uh, just uh Well, he's no Mike Love. <laughs> but who is? <laughs> Stamos. <laughs> I mean, Stamos can slap those bongos. <laughs> I swear, the next tattoo I'm getting is Mike Love and Stamos just high fiving. Oh boy! With a heart that says Beach Boys, where they oh, high five. Uh, so with a, with a Z though. How do, you, how do you feel about uh, putting it in the thousand oh, one? Yeah. At first, I was a little hesitant because, really? I, well, I was kind of you're thinking, thinking about pet sounds. Yeah, and I'm and I'm like. I, I was a little surprised there wasn't earlier just kind of a surf Beach Boys album. Um, it 
it makes a lot of sense with this album because it's very developed and it's it's got a lot of you know markings of of the maturity a little bit more mature and then i thought well this and pet sounds and then i kind of like i was saying i dug into the the second side a little bit and i realized how interesting this uh, the orchestration was sure. and it, it kind of turned me around a bit I, but I, I was just kind of like hesitant and also I, I would have picked something i mean i like holland a lot and surfs up and uh pet sounds so i was kind of thinking well but i mean i if, if you told me there were four beach boys records in here i'd be like yeah yeah <laughs> you know i mean i don't know i just think this is a huge part of american music and especially like western you know like west coast american music uh, it's still popular. There's a lot of groups these days that that uh, cite uh, the Beach Boys as an influence vocally, production-wise. I still feel like they're really relevant. This is like one of the great American bands. Yeah. You know, we don't have that many great bands from America. A lot of the favorite bands that come out of this country are either uh, solo artists uh, or we are appreciating someone from another country. I feel like those most celebrated groups are rarely American. And so I don't know, like, like own the Beach Boys, man. They're great. All right, that'll do it. Uh, next time. I love you, Mike Love. <laughs> <laughs> next time we'll be talking about John Coltrane, a love supreme. All right, thanks, guys. Thanks, buddy. Waiting.